morning, church. How are y'all doing today? Nice to see all of you. But it is good to be in the house of the Lord, and I'm, we're glad to be back. We do miss, not, we missed last week being here, but certainly it is good to be back here with you this morning. Well, welcome. You know, we are in our third week of our sermon series titled Grace Anatomy. And if you are new, we are not talking about the, the, the show Grace Anatomy. And here we are talking about God's amazing grace. It is, we are looking at the different aspect of God's grace in our lives and how it helps us become more and more like Christ. And so before we continue on, will you just let's take a moment and just ask, and ask God to bless our time together in his word. Let's pray. Father God, we have been blessed as we have worshipped you through songs. And we know that you are here with us. And certainly, Lord, we are here today knowing, Lord, that you are going to, to bless us, encourage us, challenge us, even though we don't want to hear it this morning. But Father, you brought us here this morning for a reason, and that is that we want to know more and more about you. And as we look at your amazing grace this morning, Lord, soften our heart, open our eyes, open our eyes to see you, Lord, and hear and open our ears to hear your word, not my words. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. You see, God's amazing grace does not end, church, with our salvation. It does not end there. You see, God continues to graciously be involved. That's the word, involved in our lives. And without the grace of God, we are nothing. We are nothing. And Jesus said in John 15, he says and tells us, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. You cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. And Jesus is saying that. And he's saying, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Far apart from me, you can do nothing. Listen to that, that last phrase that is underlined on the screen. For apart from me, you can do nothing. That's just how much we can accomplish without the amazing grace of God. And the word is nothing. Nothing. You see, God did not save us, did not save you and me, and then turn us loose. To try to live our own life. He did not. But we do that to ourselves, don't we? But you see, God saved you and me by his grace. And he will, listen to this, he will sustain us by his grace. And this morning, we are going to be looking at the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul. And, and, and you see, he had a difficult time learning this lesson on God's grace. And in his second letter to the Corinthians, the church of Corinth, Paul shares a lot about himself in that letter. He shares, he talks about his struggles, his struggles and his journey as a believer, as a Christian. And in the 12th chapter, 
of 2 Corinthians, Paul shares a lesson, shares a lesson with us this morning that is very important. And so if you have your Bibles with you, if you could turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, starting with verse 7, and we're going to go on to verse 10. And this is what it says. Or because of these surpassing great revelations, and as you listen to what, it's being, what I'm reading to you, this is Paul talking, communicating with God, with, with God. And this is what he says. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And he says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. And that is why, for Christ's sake, Paul says, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul is saying here that God's grace is not only sufficient to save us from our sins. He is saying that it is also sufficient to strengthen us in our daily struggles. Let me say that again. God's grace is also to help us. It's sufficient to strengthen us in our daily struggles. And church, as we look at grace this morning, I am going to be looking at sufficient grace. Sufficient grace. And today I stand here to say that I can't make it on my own in this world. And neither can you. Neither can you. But there is a good news because church, God has given us, each of us, an amazing grace. And it is all that we need. It is all that we need to overcome all things. And I want to share just two things with you this morning. Just two things about God's sufficient grace. Will you say God's sufficient grace? God's sufficient grace. Know that. Because we want to leave here today and understand what that means. Because you see, first, we can experience God's sufficient grace in our struggles. In our struggles. Really, we can't experience God's sufficient grace in our struggles. So why is it then that we think that we can handle everything on our own? When life is good. Okay, I've got someone talking to me back and forth, and all of you are just observing this. When life is good, church, it is easy to say, I got this living thing under control, don't we? Yet when we start to struggle, and we're struggling comes our way, what do we do? We start to get mad, get angry. Not of the world, certainly we get mad of the world, but who do we get mad at? Not, of course, probably your family or anyone else that come along, but we get mad at God. And listen, we can't handle this world on our own, and that's why we need the church. We need our Christian friends that will support us and encourage us, but certainly, Lord, we need the Lord. And we need God's grace to get us through the world that we live in. Matthew Henry said, we have no sufficient strength of our own. 
All our sufficiency is of God. All of our sufficiency is of God. And when you look at your scripture in verse 7, this is what Paul is saying, and we have already read it. And Paul had been given a vision of heaven. Can you imagine that? Paul has been given this vision of heaven from God, and he had seen things, and he said, man is not permitted to tell. As a result of this experience that Paul had, there was the temptation for Paul to become prideful. Prideful. And if you were here last Sunday and you listened to Lyman, he talked about being what? It's about pride and humility. And you see, apparently, pride was an area of weakness for Paul. And I think it's not only Paul that has that weakness in, in our lives. Many of us probably have that issues as well. But you see, Paul being so intelligent, gifted, and having been raised in a religious system, Paul was prone to become prideful. Therefore, you see, the Lord had to break him. God had to get hold of Paul's pride, and God did so through what Paul described it as a thorn in the flesh. A thorn in the flesh. Doesn't that hurt? Just listening to that. How many have ever had a splinter recently? Okay, all right, all right. But they are the most annoying things, isn't it? Annoying. You can't seem to get it out. And every time you rub it, what happens? You get reminded that it hurts. And it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And and if you don't remove it, what happens? It gets what? Infected and swells. And I don't want to go into that detail. But what was such a simple little splinter has become, for some, an irritation. It irritates us. Paul was experiencing that same irritation in his life. You see, Paul doesn't tell us what this uh, thorn was that was in his life. We're not certain of it. We just don't know. But whatever it was, church, for Paul, it was bothering him to no end. No matter what, he couldn't seem to get this problem out of his life. How many of us have problems that we can't just get out of our lives, don't we? And you know what I'm talking about. For, for Paul, it caused him lots of pain. Pain, pain, pain. We are not exempt from pain. There are sorts of pain in our lives. I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about things that are, I can think of physical pain. You know, once in a while, I get this migraine. I know probably if you do some, have them to migraine headaches, and not all the time, but when I do get them, I tell you it is excruciating. And the only way I can get it resolved or get it take, be taken out of me is to get everybody out of my sight, go into a room, and lock myself, and turn off the light and go to sleep. How many of you can relate to that? Migraines, but see, there are physical pain, backaches, yeah, heartache, thorn. When I think of a thorn, that roses that you love so much, but when that hit you, that thorn, it does hurt. But church, there's also some emotional pain that we go through, pain that causes broken relationships. How about rejection, loneliness, gossip? Are you hurting this morning? 
in whatever form it may be, I tell you, we have some thorns in our lives, whether you admit it or not. And these challenges are right there for us, and it's causing us great pain. And when pain comes our way, regardless of what it is, church, what do we do? We don't want to deal with it. We run away, and we beg, and we plead, and say, I just want to get it out. I wish you could just wake up. You're hoping it's a dream, and you would wake up and just say, wait a minute, it's gone. No, it's not. It's right in front of you. It was the same way with Paul. He could, he could not endure the pain that he had to listen to this, plead three times, three times with the Lord to take it away from him. Please, God, take this thorn. Please, God, take this away from me. Please, God. But guess what? God was listening, but he had a better plan. God didn't want to take it away from him. He didn't. And Paul had to learn to live with pain and problems and challenges. Because you see, it, is simp- it simply means that we should hold on to our faith. It's about our faith, the day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. And know that regardless of how things turn out, church, in whatever you're going through, God is in control. And he has a reason for all that he has done. And that's what God's grace is. And it is sufficient in our struggles. The Greek word for sufficient, listen to this. It means more than enough to meet every spiritual need or whatever need that we have. His sufficient grace will always excel and exceed our needs. There's always this unlimited grace that is enough and can never be exhausted. No matter how much grace you use, you think you don't run out of grace. And it does not lessen the supply. We all are all breathing air right now, aren't we? And this air that we breathe is not going to go away. It's there no matter what, isn't it? Unless God takes us and we're not breathing. But the air is there. It's limitless supply. And that's what God's grace is for each and every one of us. And it does not matter how much grace is needed. God's grace is abundant. And whatever you face in your life today, his sufficient grace will always be there. And it will always be enough. So let's take this lesson from Paul and learn that when we face trials and troubles and tragedies, or whatever that you're going through, the first thing about grace is that God's grace is sufficient in our struggles. In our struggles. And secondly, this morning, not only that his grace is sufficient in our struggle, this is one way we need to understand is that God's grace provides strength. With our struggles, he provides strength. See, through our times of struggles, times of your pain and your suffering and grief and sorrow, even on the day-to-day trials, Jesus says to us, and he says to Paul this, my grace is sufficient for you, for you, for you, for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. What does it all mean? My strength is made perfect. Christ's strength is made perfect in weakness. And the word strength means power or ability. Christ's power and ability, church, is perfect. It is perfect. Christ is God, and therefore, everything about Christ is perfect. 
And how then is this perfect made in all our struggles, our weaknesses? Well, you see, for those moments when we, are, when we still have this difficult time bearing this burden, guess what? There is comfort in the knowledge that we are not alone. And the Lord is right there with us in those moments of pain, but his strength we need in those times of weakness. And you see, Paul, of all people, Paul is the one who, know, who knew what it's like to experience weaknesses. Maybe some of us can relate to Paul. He has been beaten. He has been shipwrecked, been in prison, been flogged. He's been without food. He's been naked. And he has been to places to where dangers was there for him. So church, when we are at the lowest points in our lives, this is when we learn what it really means to have the power of Christ that rests upon us. And we need to rely on his power and giving him full control in our situation. Is it easy? No, it's not. But so if we can try by God's grace and his power and his word and learn to accept the struggles, learn to accept that really pointy thorn that is just hitting your life right now and accept them, Imagine what our perspective is going to be. The perspective knowing that we see things differently as we face our struggles. And so Paul got through his difficulties. He did. He did. And because he relied on God's sufficient grace. And church, the scripture that you see on the screen, this is what it's all about. Because Paul relied on God's sufficient grace, he's able to say this. And as I read this, will you be able to say it in your struggles? He says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. And that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Can you say that in the middle of what you're going through? But with Paul's testimony, he says, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. But church, I've learned that if I do things on my own strength, everything falls apart. Everything falls apart, and I am stressing out. But if I do things in God's strength, things flow more naturally. God's grace and his supply is never ending, never ending. Equips us, upholds us, and sustains us in the midst of every weaknesses. So understanding the sufficiency of God's grace, church, is not always an easy lesson to learn. But it requires, it requires for each and every one of us to listen, to decrease. It requires of us to decrease while he increases. John 3.30 tells us, He must become greater, and I must become less. You see, God is enough. But why doesn't it feel that way at times? Well, church, when the laundry never ends, his grace is sufficient. While when the dishes are piled up, am I reminding you, maybe some of them, there's dishes at home right now? His grace is sufficient. When the house explodes with clutter, 
I hope I'm not hitting home here. But His grace is sufficient. When I can't figure out how to do things as a single parent, His grace is sufficient. When you're lonely and depressed, His grace is sufficient. When I'm overwhelmed, His grace is sufficient. When I'm exhausted, His grace is sufficient. When finances scares me, His grace is sufficient. And when that car makes odd noises, church, His grace is sufficient. And when the doctor can't figure out what's wrong, His grace is sufficient. And when comments meant to hurt, to help you, but it hurts you instead, His grace is sufficient. And when your children, I'm talking about younger children and older children, struggle, His grace is sufficient. And when I don't have, if I don't want to make one more decision, I wish we could, right? But we have to make decisions. His grace is sufficient. So when I begin the day, live the day, end the day, church, His grace is sufficient. When I'm traveling, I have to be reminded that His grace is sufficient. So I wish I could stand here today in front of you and tell you that Guess what? You would never have any problems. That you would never hurt. That you would never be depressed. But I'd be lying because the truth and the simple truth is that that's not true. That's not true at all. God is, God's desire for us is to go closer to him and for us to be willing to go closer to him. But the thing is, in that process, we have to go through some hard stuff. Some difficult stuff. But we need to know that in those difficult moments, his grace is what? Sufficient. His grace is sufficient. I know we have talked many times on this stage about how Major and I and the rest of our staff are in this personal group training. And once a week, our trainer, Michelle, gives us this worksheet. Or in my last trip, she gave me a whole text of what to do. And, And I tell you, Sometimes I'm working out and doing what she wants me to do, and I'm saying to myself, why am I doing this? This is hard work. This is difficult. It's frustrating. And most of all, what is it? Painful. Painful, especially after the workout. But I'm reminded all the time of the word. The phrase says, no gain, what? No pain, no gain. In other words, if I don't, go through all this pain that I'm going through, which I'm, get, I'm paying for, I am going to be physically, I won't be physically fit if I don't go through the pain that I'm going through. It's the same way with us, church. As we go, go through our spiritual walk with God, to grow and become more like him, we need to go through some pain. Growing pains. Growing pains, but know that those growing pains is not gonna, is, is not gonna, you're not gonna be left alone by yourself. But God is saying, My grace is sufficient because when you are weak, He is strong and He's gonna get you through it. So, this morning, church, as I conclude our time together, as we have looked at God's sufficient grace, I just want to ask you and reflect into your life this morning. What are some of those thorns that you're experiencing? What are some of those hurts? What are some of those challenges? You may be going through a difficult time in your life today. And I, I'm not saying all of you 
But there are maybe some of you in the room here who may be feeling a little bit weak and and limited. And you have prayed often, Lord, for this thorn to be removed. But it keeps on being there. But see, God has placed things, or sometimes we have done things in our lives because of some consequences of our decision. Things happen, isn't it? But be reminded this morning that God's strength is and his grace is sufficient for each and every one of us. And you can say to yourself, when I am weak, then I am strong. Say it again. When I am weak, I am strong. In the past, I've done a song for you. I'm not going to sing, but I'm going to sign a song. And I just felt like I needed to do it this morning because how fitting it is. Fitting it is to know that it reminds us that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And when we are weak, his strength is perfect. Listen, and I pray that you will be encouraged by this song as we end our time together. Church, his strength is perfect. His strength is perfect. And his grace is sufficient. I don't know what you're going through. And in a few moments, we're going to close. The worship team is going to come up and sing. But I don't know what's going on in your lives. Whether you're a student, certainly you you work on a day-to-day. I don't know what's going on. For those students, I want to encourage you to rely on his strength. To trust in him because finals is coming up. I'm sorry. But school is ending. But do know that when those deadlines, reports, or anything that is due, know that His grace is sufficient. Going back to work tomorrow, what the week is going to be, we don't know. You may know, but God knows that He's telling you His grace is sufficient. Rely on it 100% because He will be there to guide you. So in the next moments as the worship team sings a very beautiful song that relates to what we've been talking about. I just want to ask you to to come to a place of prayer if you need to this morning to give some give some of those things that you need to give to the Lord this morning. Those thorns that's been hurting you. Come as you listen to the words that they're going to sing. Your grace is sufficient for me. Your strength is made perfect when I am weak. All that I cling to, I lay at your feet. Your grace is sufficient for me. Listen, reflect on God's grace this morning, and respond this morning. I'd like to pray for you this morning. And if you would like me to pray for you this morning, I'm going to ask you to, to bow your heads. You close your eyes. To close your eyes, please. And I'm going to ask John if you could lower the the lights down. And I'm going to ask you to stand with no one looking because I've asked you if you could close your eyes and bow your head. And if you want me to pray for you this morning, I just want to ask you to stand up where you are. And if there's a concern and you want me to help you to Offer it to the Lord this morning. I'd be happy to to pray for you. I don't see you. I can't see you because it's dark. But certainly our God sees you. He knows what's going on. So let's pray together. Father God, it's been an amazing day to be in your house. Thank you for the reminder 
of your word that your grace is sufficient. We take it for granted, O oh Lord, and we ask for your forgiveness. But this morning, Lord, I have brothers and sisters standing up where they may be right now in this dark room. But Lord, your light is on them. Whatever they're going through right now, the thorns, the concerns, the problems, the challenges that they're going through, I pray I lift them all up to you. And we lift them all up and allow you to bless each and every one of them. So thank you, Father God, for being our God, our Lord, our Savior, for giving us the grace that will sustain us through the morning and through the evening of the day that you give us. So tomorrow, Lord, as we wake up, may we be reminded that your grace is sufficient. So bless each one who are standing, that you will just surround them with your love and your mercy and continued grace. We ask this, Lord, in your son's mighty, precious name. Amen and amen. You may be seated.